0: Hey, guys, this week's episode is brought to you by Sinusoid. They are giving away a six-inch sliver patch cable every Friday. All you have to do is subscribe to their email list at sinusoid.com giveaway.
1: It's the sliver away. <laughs> it is the sliver away. That's awesome.
0: Kelsey from Oklahoma, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum the Guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing, podcast.
1: Hey Ryan, what's new? Uh, You know, me, uh, just hanging out here in front of a hot microphone on a hot sweaty day in the garage with you. By hot microphone, do you mean that it is live? It is live, but it's also like burning red hot. There's something wrong with our recorder, and it's feeding power back to the microphones, and they're glowing red. Oh man, that's and the it's worst! Singing my mustache. No, it's just it's just been really kind of warm and muggy, and I know by San Diego standards, uh, it's really not that bad. I feel like I feel <laughs> like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to turn this into. But a uh, I'm more comfortable it. in here than we were at the quilter event, just because we were outside and we were real sweaty. And uh, this episode, we're gonna. Instead of doing our topic, we're going to play our final interview from that. Uh, Steve pressured me into editing all the episodes to get them out. Don't Wh- you think it was a good choice? I think it was a good choice to get one out per day all last week. And this is the last one. We're going to interview Grover Jackson. And he's a wild guy. It's a fun interview. Uh, he kind of like takes over whatever's going on. And uh, no matter what question you ask him, he, uh, he talks about what he wants to talk about, which, yeah. which was actually a lot of fun because um, he's got some great stories. No, it's
0: great. And I really, you know, we kind of framed this whole thing with, we start out with Pat Quilter uh-huh. because obviously Quilter Block Party. Right. Then um, we're wrapping it up with another uh, longtime industry guy, Grover Jackson. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, kind of a uh, legendary guy. Yeah, Not that, so, you know, like Don Lace or, you know, any of these guys aren't legendary. Well, some of them, some of them are and some of them aren't. Yeah, some so. of them are young bucks. Uh, but it, it was, you know, the Quilter event was really pretty incredible. There was a lot of uh, big names there and not just like their reps, like the main guys were there. Yeah. Maybe because they wanted to hang out with uh, with Mr. Quilter. Maybe it's just because it was in LA maybe, or yeah. Orange County or Maybe it was close by. You know, the sort of thing where, you know, all these builders are smaller than we think they are. Yeah. So, hey, why not? Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I think if you, if they do this again next year, I think everyone who's listening to this, who's in the area should... Uh, go check it out because it was actually a lot of fun. Yep. And it was great hanging out with people and uh, listening to music and checking out the instruments and stuff. All right, let's do some ads, right? Oh, oh, no, let's talk Inner Circle. We have some housekeeping to do. Uh,
0: We have one new member to our Inner Circle. He uh, only has... Uh, the one month paid
1: for, right? He, you know, so, it's, it's, he's paid in advance uh, to yeah. cover one month. He's going to try it out, see how he likes it. He sounds enthusiastic, though. So yeah, so
0: welcome, Paul I, Duke, yeah, to welcome. the Sixty Cycle hum, Inner Circle, long time listener, mm-hmm. supporter. Uh, he's on
1: Sixty Cycle Slum. I know he's uh, been sitting on the fence of, on whether or not he wants to join the Inner Circle for a long time, and uh, he finally he's trying it out. I hope the the it fits. All his expectations, and uh, you know, he, he, the first month, you know, that's the initiation. Sext- second month, you know, we get you your robes, and then third <laughs> third month, there's the option to become a moderator on the main group. So maybe he'll stick around long enough to get the. Uh, well, he's
0: gonna have to pay another power. ten
1: and another ten. So that's true. Twenty more where dollars. Are
0: the, where are the robes? Two of these things are true, and one of these <laughs> things is false. <laughs> there's no robes, but there are stickers now. Yeah, and we need to start shipping those out. Well, I got to figure out. Anyway, we can talk about that offline. we got to figure that shipping thing out because that's going to be... Is it going to be crazy? Um, it's just going to be envelopes, right? It's not going to be crazy, but no, we'll talk about it anyway. Do we,
1: are we decided on the price already? No, we haven't decided on a price I already. Thought we, I thought we shouted that out. Three for five? Uh, three for five and one for two. One for two.
0: I don't want to do... one No, let's just do... Okay, three for five or one for two. Whatever. Okay. Three for $5, one for $2... Um, we we need to post those on the website cccyclehumcast.com. i will um, and yeah
1: so i guess that's that let's get into yeah, ads they're, they're 3 inch stickers you're going to love them yeah all, all right, right. Uh, first ad go into the google drive oh i can just do this off of memory it's the uh, the supermoon the uh, the uh, the charity event one Where yeah the there've been a few of these it looks like so, so what was is the full story behind the the charity uh Event. So Supermoon. there is a, um, it was, so the Supermoon
0: is a reverb pedal built by Mr. Black Pedals. Yes. Um, Mr. This Jack one, Deville. this one is the Super, called the Supermoon MS Limited. Uh, it was a pedal where he, he only made a hundred of them they're orange so they're a special color and 100 percent of the proceeds would were directly donated to the national multiple sclerosis society uh-huh basically you could buy them as cheap as a hundred dollars which is eighty dollars cheaper than they like that's basically like when the Supermoons, and these are from what i understand these were actually supermoon chrome circuits which are were a little they? different than the standard supermoon shoot um, so you could I, don't,
1: would, I should have looked into this more <laughs> I, would, I might have pulled the trigger are you on the mailing list no I'm
0: not yeah dude you need to get okay. on the blacklist
1: okay I'll get on the blacklist uh,
0: there are not I'm on a lot of different mailing lists uh, it is one of the ones where every time he sends a, ma- a email out I actually read it wow a lot of them I go like oh, oh these guys again I'm not really in a place whether I have money whether I don't have money sure, like sure. when when there is a when there is an email from Mister Black or from Friday Club, which are both right, right. companies that Jack runs, I read the emails because they're either entertaining or they're just killer deals. Yeah, I'm shilling for this guy right now. This is horrible. All right. So anyway, <laughs>
2: he
1: hasn't paid us any money. So anyway, Steve. so what are he, you
0: doing? He was selling these pedals everywhere, <laughs> like for hundred dollars, which is eighty dollars under like the normal price, all the way up to thousand dollars, and. They were sold, I think, all sold out within 36, 48 hours, something Uh like that. Um, And not much later,
1: they were showing up on Reaver. Of course, the way Supermoon pedals usually do when there's a deal. Uh, People buy them and flip them, almost professionally at this point. (laughs) Uh, But I think this time, because of the whole connection to the charity uh, people who usually flip them were like, "Come on, like, what are you guys doing?" And because like they were trying to flip them for a lot more money, like, what's this reverb ad here? How much did they want? Uh, they only
0: wanted one seventy nine ninety nine, which is again the standard price of a Supermoon Chrome. Right, right. So the I guess the thing is that if you are, you know, okay, so if you donate money to charity and you write it off your taxes, you get to write off like twenty five percent, I think, something like right. that. Um, So, like, some people might argue – I'm I'm jumping ahead of myself right here, but some people might argue, like, if you're writing charity off your taxes, then it's not really charity. In this case, at $179.99, the speculation is just that, well, this guy bought it at, like, $179.99. Right. Plus – well, I think they might have even shipped for free from from uh, Mr. Black Petals. I'm not uh-huh. 100% sure. So this guy's selling for $179.99 plus free shipping – And the criticism is if you buy something from charity and then you turn around and you sell it for the exact same price that you bought it for, then you're not really
1: participating in charity.
0: You could have just donated
1: the money. You're participating in tax fraud.
0: Well, you're not participating (laughs) in tax fraud unless you write it off your taxes later on. Um, But that, that the idea is like you're participating in charity without actually sacrificing anything.
1: Right. Interesting. Because I assume that the angle here was, and once again, I'm not researching anything, but I'm, I'm leaning on you to do that. I assume the, the angle here was that this person bought it for a $100 and now they're trying to make money. Well, you're saying this person participated in charity, but not by actu- accident, actually participating. They, you know, on the books, it looks like they did charity, but then they resold it and well, just made it, their money it's back.
0: Ki- it's kind of complicated,
1: right? That is complicated. Okay. So I mean the whole thing's complicated no matter what I'm just willing to give people a pass on this honestly <laughs> really I don't care I thought I thought as long as the money actually you know I, I actually the money that was planned for it actually went to the charity like people bought the pedals and then and then it, you know instead of the pedals just sitting there and not being sold like what happened What they wanted to happen happened,
0: right? And that's the counter is well, you know, it doesn't matter if your result is net zero. Like if you were able to move money into something and then later on you were reimbursed, sure, but you were not reimbursed from the organization you donated to. You know, that's not really like a big deal. It's
1: it's a little bit. It's a little bit mind bending, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. What
0: do you think if? What
1: would you think if? The person bought it. Maybe, maybe the guy was like, "This is my opportunity to try this. I've been curious about it, and then I know it's going to go to charity, so that's kind of pushing me over the edge." Then he gets it and he tries it out, and he's like, "Nah, it's not for me."
0: Well, in this case, I mean, it's so close to
1: the date that they were right, sold. It was pretty I mean, immediate.
0: This was posted on July sixteenth, and they sold out on July fifteenth. Right. So,
1: yeah, it's, I mean, it's it looks weird. Is kind of a little bit mind-bending to think about, but I honestly don't. I don't. I don't think there's a foul here. No harm, no foul, what, right? What
0: do you think about if somebody bought it for a hundred dollars and then said, "Well, I can sell this at one seventy-nine because that's the same price of of a brand I think new Supermoon." I
1: think if they bought it explicitly to flip it up, I think that sucks. Do you think that's different? And than I think there needs to be a statute. Of, there needs to be a statute of limitations on that, like where you need to. Like wait six months before you sell something like All that. Right.
0: Do you think? Um, do you think it's different when people take advantage of Mr. Black Friday and buy Supermoon Chrome for ninety nine dollars and then put it on Reverb for two
1: forty? I don't think it's bad. I think the bad part is Mr. Black not making that money. Maybe his sales shouldn't be so big, but he knows his own darn business. He can figure that out for himself, and he probably has already crunched the numbers. He's like, "Ah, oh, this is a, something I want to do, and maybe it works out in his favor. I don't know. But I, I, don't, I don't think it's bad for people to flip up if they buy something that is underpriced at retail. Sure. I think I think
0: if you're having a Mr. sale like I get it. Yeah. I, and I again like even with
1: there's kind of two ways to look at it. I mean, it's this whole like the I guess the argument against it is like the ticket scalping argument like maybe right. Uh, the, the harm that is being done is that the person who doesn't have a lot of money and has been waiting for a sale is going to miss out if they didn't catch it well, at that right time. and I think so that sucks. I
0: think the other thing that kind of like that some people are arguing about you know maybe this guy paid $179.99 and now he's selling it for that and it's zero and whatever. If you say well he paid 100 and it was within the you know the guidelines to pay 100 and but now he's flipping it up, I guess the thing that sucks is in theory like somebody else would have bought that for $100 and somebody else might have bought it for $100. Maybe that was the last one or maybe the maybe it's not the the last one, but maybe you buy it at a hundred. Now you're selling it for one fifty, one seventy five, one whatever, maybe more. I don't know. Person one hundred and one says, "Oh man, I lost a family member to multiple sclerosis too. I'm all in on this. I am totally down to donate a thousand dollars. And now, I mean, you could have they sure. they could donate no matter what, right?" But now I guess that that like incentive is there—the little like prize, you know. Right. It's like if I'm ready to donate to KPBS, like twenty five dollars a month, but they're, they run out of bumper bumper plate right, uh, right. frames, bumper plate frames, license plate frames, bumper frames. and I'm frames. like, I'm like, wait, I donated at the high l- twenty five dollars is not the highest level. Right. Right. Anyway, you get the idea. So I think it's I think. I think there's no way to know sure. what people bought them at and when they're selling these. I do think the fact that like you got it, they sold out on the 15th, you're selling it on the 16th. It's still in like the original yeah. plastic and all that. I, I It think looks it, weird. It looks weird. Yeah. Um, two days, a lot of people would argue, is like nowhere near enough time to bond with the pedal. Sure. One of the comments in this, I think it was in this ad or another ad I saw, was somebody commented that the sway control couldn't be like turned off like it was always modulating. Um, and other people said that if it's actually a Supermoon Chrome, like then that's not true, which means that this person didn't actually even like right. spend that much time with it. But maybe you know, maybe for this edition, like it's based on a Supermoon Chrome and it's got some some tweaks. Yeah, I don't know. Or you can't. So so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I think we. I think I understand what you're saying, but I think we we at least somewhat disagree on this. That's fine.
1: I like to disagree. <laughs> All right. What's the next ad? Let's get to the next ad. Uh, this is for a, uh, a guitar stand. Let's see if I can find this really quick here. And who sent this to us? Where are you, guitar stand? There you are. Okay. Oh, I, I've got question, 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 question mark for this because the email address that sent us this ad and a few other ads... Their email just is just a long string of numbers. Well, uh, they texted it to us. Did they text it to us? Yeah, basically oh. you can
0: use a phone. So if well, you well, were...
1: I I emailed them back and was like, "What's your name?" And they never emailed back, so I don't know who it is. Did you ask them who their daddy was? And I if, didn't. And if they were rich like you? No, yeah. I asked who is your daddy and what does he do. And it's still that's did. a little different. Yeah. Well, that's an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote from oh, kindergarten. Well, oh,
0: What's Your Name, Who's Your Daddy, Is He Rich Like Me is a song from the 60s.
1: That's true, too. Time of the season. Yeah, probably. yeah. I don't know I, thought, I assumed, because I know you, that you were quoting some kind of new hip-hop song. Oh, no. And uh, That I song's probably been sampled in a hip-hop song. I did not. I, it's definitely been sampled in a hip-hop song. All right. Song. And if it hasn't, it needs to be right away. Um, yeah. Fender Starcaster Acoustic Guitar Model.
0: Zero nine one six zero 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 two one serial number zero one one zero six oh my god zero three zero three eight this is in Belton I think I'm not sure if this was in Belton Texas or Belton I think there's also a Belton Kansas
1: no idea but it might help solve the mystery of who sent
0: this to us <laughs> so it says part of an estate cleanout will sell to best offer everything must sell. More pics and info visit, and it, there's a link to basically
1: a auction site. Yeah. So there's no price on this, but you can figure out from it that the people selling it, obviously people who handle an estate sale, have no idea what they're dealing with here because they put the serial number up for a Fender Starcaster, which is like the Costco brand right. of acoustic guitars. Yeah. And the other thing that's really big is that they put this guitar sideways in a stand-up guitar stand. So this thing is laying with its headstock on the ground. And I
0: think it's just so they could get a horizontal photo. I don't know, man. Because
1: in the last picture, they have it sitting in the stand it's, the way it normally no one, would. It doesn't matter if that's why they did it. No one who plays guitar would do this. It's weird. I might if I needed to take a picture no you i don't think i would have ever i don't think i would have even ever thought to do you would never if you did think to do it you would only do it as a joke these people are running an estate sale they're not doing jokes steve all right they're not like you and me they're not rascals i don't think they're making a joke i think they just thought it would be a good horizontal photo that's what they're thinking but i'm saying that no one who is a guitar player would do this Mm. You disagree. Is this the episode where we disagree the whole Apparently. time? Apparently. good thing mm. it's a short one. <laughs> it's not going to be that short. Well, the episode will be long, but our contribution right, will be. Right, right. We're not going to record our much tonight, or at least on this <clears throat> session. Um, do we have anything else to say about this? Not That's really. I, I mean, it's, it's just, a StarCaster.
0: It's just a goofy picture. They should, they'd probably sell it faster if they advertise it as firewood.
1: Uh, they'd probably sell faster if they advertise it as uh, $50 to $25. Something like
0: that. $50, $50 to
1: $25. I have a feeling these sold new in you Costco. You still do your all your numbers backwards. I know. Uh it drives me insane. Uh, I see them in my head backwards, uh, I guess. But th- <laughs> I think these sold new at Costco under 100 right? Something like that. I think they're like 99 Yeah. It might be...
0: I don't know. I, I want to say they're 99 or maybe 129 I
1: mean, Starcaster is kind of the new Rogue. Yes. Uh, variation of Fender. That is correct. Where it's like which is tricky because it's not like you know that Rogue is like Squire's budget brand, so it's not even like a Squire uh, Starcaster. It's a Fender Starcaster, which I think is a little misleading. A Fender uh, to do. I've
0: talked about this before. I think it's kind of weird that the st- and and I know. Ernie Ball just did the same thing. Music Man Uh just did the same thing. I think it's really weird that Fender has the Starcaster, the modern player Starcaster, which is a reissue of their guitar from the 70s. And they have an entire budget line of Stratocaster, acoustic guitar, drums, and I believe jazz bass, all called Starcaster.
1: Right, right. Well, so the Starcaster is the line. Where like there's a model they have under their official main brand called Star. Cancer. Right, and so it's the same it's th-
0: weird. It's the same thing with like with Music Man. They have the Sterling Bass, and then they have Sterling
1: by Music Man, right. which is the new OLP. Basically, it's like if Boeing had a smaller company under them that made prop planes. And they called one model the 747. No, it'd be if that the whole line was called the 747. Right, right, right. The po- the line of prop planes would 747, be called the 747, 747 by 47. Boeing. Yeah, <laughs> it would be so confusing the next time someone one of them crashed and was on the news. Yeah, a <laughs> 747 with three passengers. <laughs> it's so morbid. That is really dark. All that right, is really dark humor. Let's hit this last ad. I hope that never happens. I hope Boeing never makes that line of airplanes. <laughs> <sighs> okay last ad and then we're gonna just play that interview
0: this is from luke mundy this is a custom effects pedal board it's a hundred dollars it's in clovis um
1: yeah the super- you said custom effects pedal board the way you strung the words together makes it sound like that's a brand name
0: no no, no. this is a custom it's- pedal board for effects right. as in made by a guy in a garage with home depot parts
1: Right, not You can make a lot of cool stuff with Home Depot parts, Steve. I mean, have you seen my deck? It's looking pretty good now. (laughs) A lot of that is Home Depot. No, I didn't say you
0: can't make things cool out of Home Depot parts. I'm just saying that this was made out of Home Depot parts. This wasn't like a custom order.
1: Right, right. So yeah, this is definitely a homemade job. I think as far as homemade jobs go, like your initial reaction to some of the photos is going to be like, oh, whoa, what's going on? But then the more you look at it, the more like, you realize this guy really built this to his unique specifications and he really didn't do that bad of a job. There's things on here that woodworkers like uh, professional woodworkers would never do as far as, you know, like the where screws are placed and things like that. Right. The, the kind of joints are on it, but otherwise he's done a pretty darn clean job on this thing. And the concept is there. I get it. He wants a big pedal board that has a, uh, the, the bottom drops out of it and the bottom has wheels so he can haul this thing without lifting it. But
0: the wheels are Velcroed to the board, to the case.
1: Is that what's going on? The wheels yeah, they are. are Velcroed the wheels to the case. The wheels are Velcroed to the case. That's what's going on. So you can, that's that big Velcro too. I bet it takes just, uh, all the energy you save not carrying this thing, you burn by trying to pull those wheels off with that mega Velcro. Uh, but this thing looks really big, and then inside is is the part that looks a little sloppy because like what's going on inside. But then you realize this guy has two different boards that are kind of independent of each other in here. So it's, he's got kind of like a modular thing worked out, and there, the design is just very specific to what I'm sure he had in there. I'm gonna say like before you even give an opinion that I think he's priced this thing correctly. I think the price is fine. I still think it's going to be a hard sell because it's it such sure. like a niche thing. It's very specific. It's like he built this around his rig. Someone else who has a similar rig or is wanting to get a pedal board on the cheap that's big might jump on this. It's. it's I think I would say this. I think I
0: did less work and have a better chance of breaking even with my Gorm
1: oh, sure. pedal board. No, this guy's losing money on this. And if he's not losing money, he might be breaking even on the, the, on the, uh, the materials he's definitely losing build time he's, well I'm not spe- accounting
0: build time or, though with
1: the GORM, I had almost no build time he spent a lot of time on this yeah a lot of time and there's a lot of screws in this thing and there's hardware on it and there's quite a bit of wood in those wheels and everything so he he put a significant personal investment into this pedal board into building it and designing it and now he's letting it he's trying to let it go for 100 bucks I bet you anything you could lowball him and walk away with this thing uh for you know 75 bucks. If it stays up on your local Craigslist for long enough, you know, because mm-hmm. this guy is probably he's probably got a different board, he's downsized or he's upgraded to something, and he's like this thing is just taking up space and I'm not going to use it, so he wants to unload it. Is my guess. Yeah, I don't know. Hundred bucks. You think it's too much? I think it's fair. I don't think it's necessarily two bucks. I just don't two bucks. That's what you just said. He <laughs> <laughs> said I don't think it's necessarily two bucks. Did I say two bucks? Yeah. Oh. That's fine though. I've meant
0: too much. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. That was fine. You got
1: me! Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I just... Uh, Why aren't we drinking yet? I don't know. It's just such a weird thing. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, maybe they'll sell it right away. Maybe this is Luke's actual ad. Maybe. Um, and he's actually just trying to get us all to like buy in or think this is really cool. Yeah. I think it's interesting that it looks like there are two pedal boards actually inside that's of that. That's what I was
1: saying. It's kinda of like a modular thing. Um I'm I'm wondering if you know, if he swaps them out depending on his gig or something like that. No, man. It's just two boards. But I'm saying he could have another board at home that's like Oh so, he so he's three. actually got like just a bunch of these cases. So like he keeps like his for sure gonna use them pedals on one and then he has his alternates on the other. I don't know. Yeah. But I, think um, the, I do think the design is interesting. It's definitely homemade looking. But, uh, you know, good good job, like, garage guy. You did yep. it. All right. Um, now let's listen to someone uh, talk who has actually built things, like, professional things. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a fun interview. Uh, it goes off the rails quite a bit, but in really fun ways. And this guy has just been around the block a million times. Good old Grover Jackson. Uh, yeah. Last interview from Quilter Block Party. Hope you guys enjoy it. Later. All right. Uh, hope you enjoyed the interview.
0: Uh, it was really great, again, to sit down at with all these guys at the Quilter Block Party. And especially, like I said, at the top, uh, meet some of these guys who have been around the block a yeah. time or two or three uh, like Pat Quilter and Grover Jackson and, and Don Lace, these guys who like mm-hmm. been doing this for like 30-40 years. And the young young bucks we met, the young bucks mm-hmm. from different places. Uh-huh.
2: That's one way to piss All everybody right, off. All um,
0: right, so we're we are here. I, I I why do I keep saying that? I, we don't have right. any other better way. All right, to guys, start check it out. This is the deal. We're sitting down with Grover Jackson of uh, Grover Jackson Two Guitars. GJ two. GJ two. I can like in my head. I, I'm having trouble forming letters. I don't know why. Probably so, because we've
1: been in the sun all day. So the
0: first question we have is, um, on a scale of Donald Trump to Doug Cower, who should be the, run this country?
1: Doug Cower, okay. with, well, without go. a doubt. I'll vote for Doug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Doug's a good man. He's he a is.
2: really good man. So
1: we were up at his place. Uh, Mar- his little
2: uh, weekend soirée yeah, a month or yeah. two ago. He said it really, went really well. Oh, it was really, blast. really great. Yeah,
1: and you know he's been telling us about how uh, you're building his next and stuff for the Titan.
2: Yes, for for the one model. Yeah,
1: and so we we got to pick up some of those and they just feel great. Well, thank you very really, much. Really nice. Yeah, and I know you're doing work with other people. I, I was talking to one of your one of your guys at the booth, and it sounds like you're doing a lot of that these days. Uh,
2: we are doing a, a lot of it. it, and that's a long kind of a topic. But but yeah, we're uh, in, in fact, I was just talking to Dave. Friedman's wife uh so Friedman is Friedman amplifiers are maybe maybe the preeminent amplifier of the day Mm -hmm. and Dave is uh is really wonderful he he's one of those rare individuals that that um just has ears of gold I'm he he hears things other people don't hear and uh based on that, he decided that he wanted to be involved uh, in making some guitars as well. Nice. Uh, so he knows what he wants it to sound like, uh, but he's an amp guy and needed somebody, a mechanic, to sort of, uh, bring his vision to life. And that's what I've been uh, working with him on doing, is, is, uh, bringing the Friedman guitars to life. And I'm happy to say that they've turned out really great. Everybody that's ever picked one up has really just been super excited about them. Cool. So, uh, there, there's nothing revolutionary. They're not. Um, they're not. Um, uh, there's nothing. You look at it and you go, "Well, that looks like sort of a regular guitar." But um, it is all about when you get to this level of the craft. It's about nuance. aha uh-huh. Neck shape, um, uh, pickup construction. Um, there are a lot of very minute things that go into making a guitar really special. Right, totally. I mean, a lot of people around the world can take a, a stick and cut it up and make something that simulates an instrument. Uh-huh. The question is, is it an instrument? And <laughs> and the validation of that is when you put it in the hands of really good players, right. and the really good player goes, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, what is this thing? <laughs> and we've had that kind of you you see that epiphany kind of happen in a good player's eyes uh-huh. and you go I think we're on it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so the the, the Friedman I I can't I couldn't, you know, uh, recommend the Friedman guitars highly enough. I mean, they're really great. Cool. And we're doing other stuff too with, with so, other uh, So when do you think the Friedman stuff will be out? It's out now. It's out now. Sweetwater. Sweetwater so is was right. the first Sweetwater. to get them and Sweetwater has them in stock. I need to check them out then. Yeah. Please, and, and uh, by the end of the year, there's it's a it's a can I say Telly style guitar? Right,
1: right, a T style. Yeah, a T style,
2: <laughs> and that is that's what we call it. It's a vintage T. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There will be an S style guitar, and uh-huh. then there will be a shredder style guitar coming. Of course. And then there will be a set neck guitar, and uh-huh. we have, hope to have all of that by January Nam.
1: Cool. So, obviously, you know. You're the guy behind, you know, Jackson guitars and things like that. I started long, it. Yep. Long history of guitars that can, people consider shredder guitars and things like that. Yep. That's not so much the fad from from where we stand these days. Do you think that's something that's going to come back in the future?
2: Well, I, it, it is back. Um, you know, the well, funny. I know, I know there's still always, always going to be niches
1: for it. And right. There's, it's always going to be used in like metal scenes and prog scenes and stuff like that. But it seems like these days there's just a lot of like. Offset stuff going on, Telecaster style stuff going on. Do you do you see? Because you know what you're selling and what people are demanding. Do you see like a, any sort of changing demand for that kind of guitar?
2: Uh, well, first, oh boy, that's a deep question. <laughs> um, so, uh, how many hours have you got? Uh,
0: we the, have the, probably the, until the, the
2: next the, band starts. In 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 terms <laughs> of. Um, of uh, the music business in general uh, we're, we're living in, in very very dynamically changing times uh-huh. um, it, it really started uh, in the early 90s with the advent of digital Napster all of that Yeah. Uh, record companies the guitar business kind of goes the way of the record business sure. and the record business has been through some terrible terrible uh, stress and, and changes in that the, with a breakdown of record companies and, and the proliferation of free music uh, which, right. again, is a huge topic to Free talk about. Free music in, in quotations. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and so with the breakdown of the record companies, you lost that old, the old system where where the record companies, whether they were good or bad in general, at least they operated like the old movie system in that they were a sieve. And sure. they sieved out the wheat from the chaff, and, and, and generally speaking, only the good stuff ended up on record and, and, and available. Right. right. And today, the, um, we don't have that filter in gotcha. place, uh, We also, which, which means that we also don't have that distribution network. MTV doesn't have any music on it. Music television is a joke. Yeah, yeah. It's not music. Oh, it's, just, it's, it's reality, reality TV. T- yeah. It's reality TV, which doesn't have very many guitars in it. No. So I mean, I
1: keep watching it. I'm like, I don't, I don't. This isn't very musical. No, it, it, it <laughs> isn't.
2: And and the other thing that's happened in the last 20 or 25 years is that that there are so many other. Um, activities that young people can be involved course, in and without yeah. great guitar heroes driving young people to play music the music industry has really changed I, right. I don't know if i would go so far as to say suffer i might be able to say that but it, it's just really really different yeah so will we see back to your question will we see a resurgence of metal music Metal music is alive and well today, oh, but it, but that's very different. I mean, I mean, I'm if not. you take a band like Mastodon, mm-hmm. great band, but they don't look like Metallica and right. they don't sound like Metallica. Right. So, so the question is, and I'm rambling. Sorry. Hell no, that's great. So, I, I mean, what is metal? Is it you know is Mastodon metal or is Metallica metal or right. are they both metal? But now we've divided that category into not two categories or ten categories but hundreds of categories of course so metal is now this this very broad thing and some are gonna go for uh, seven string guitars some Uh are gonna go for fan fret guitars if you're aware of fan of fan fret guitars some are gonna go for traditional looking guitars um, the 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 marketplace is very fractured, mm, and if you're going to be successful today, you got to pick a genre or a a, a style, and you got to build to that. And then once you, if you're able, are lucky enough to satisfy that demand, then you got to look for something else to do. So uh, it's just a really, really different world today than it was in the '80s. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, I'm you know I'm a young guy over here. I started playing in the '90s, and I was just it's, c- the culture of guitars just completely changed. Oh yeah! In this short amount of time of two decades,
2: yeah, yeah. i say since I started well, playing. Well, the guitar. '90s, the '90s hit, and MTV turned the water off on yeah, metal, yeah.
1: and but Seattle
2: I- happened. And c- again, Seattle was loud guitars through Marshall amplifiers, um, but it sure didn't sound like Def Leppard. Right, right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I remember going into guitar shops when I when I started playing, and this everything all along the walls was strats and super strats, mm. and that was basically it. Right. And there were a couple odd shapes here and there, and it seems like these days it's so eclectic. People really like telecasters these days. They really like offsets. They like these kind of like small builders and stuff like that, and it's it's just very, a very different scene than when I started. Yes, and sir. And it's, it's got to be a much different scene than when you were starting in the business.
2: Yeah, I, look, I... Um uh, without being too arrogant or egotistical, sure, I was sure. a pretty big Either cheese. Be if you want. I was a pretty big cheese in the '80s, and, <laughs> and, and I, I I I'm very clear about how that happened. A, I worked really, really, really hard. Uh-huh. Uh, B, I, I, I call it the three-legged stool. The one leg is I worked really hard. The second leg of the stool was I wasn't completely stupid. I made some good decisions. I made some bad decisions. <laughs> Uh, but primarily, I, I appear to have made some good decisions. Right. And then the third and most important leg of that stool is I was just dumb lucky. <laughs> That's I an was, important leg. I was in, in the right place at the right, right. time uh, when Los Angeles became the center of the known universe uh-huh. for that music. And I was making a product that, that that satisfied the demand of the artists of the day. Yeah. And and uh, that's lightning struck. Okay? Oh, totally. Uh, well, I,
1: you know, you can be arrogant if you want. I mean, a lot of your designs are pretty iconic at this well, point. You well, know,
2: you know, I, I you know, I, I try to keep my he- head in my hand. Sure, so, sure. Uh, I, I always,
1: I always wanted to pick up a Randy Rhodes. Honestly, like that was my kind of like dream guitar
2: when I was like eighteen or nineteen. Like, yep,
1: that was it. You know. Yeah. Like one of the big shark fin
2: ones. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. I, I, I mean, obviously with the history that I have, a lot of people um, know about that or, and, and are interested in that. Um, for me, just me personally, I, I actually, there was a guitar that a guy played, uh, but I, I almost never think about that. I, I think about sure. the guy I knew. Gotcha. Who was you one of the Randy. sweetest, most decent yeah. people. Um, and who, who died so tragically uh-huh. and stupidly. Um, and, and, in fact, uh, some friends of mine um, worked for several years to try to put a, a, an, an accurate biography of what happened. Um, um, the, the popular story that, in buzzing the house that they were staying in, um, the pilot, who was also the bus driver, uh just went too low. It in the in the process of creating this documentary, it appears that's not the truth. Interesting. Uh, the there was three people in the airplane. Uh Rachel was the the uh costume and uh, uh-huh. makeup person for the band. Um and um it's come to light that Randy only got on that airplane to comfort her. And that rings true to me because that sounds like the decent guy that I knew right. cuz Young guys can be very rambunctious. That's not a news flash. But Randy <laughs> was not that kind of guy. Right. He was he was a very soft-spoken, thoughtful guy. And in in that in taking that into account, Rachel was excited about getting on the airplane apparently, but scared. And so Randy got on the plane to comfort her. Now the plane, and I'm going into a lot of detail again, sorry. The plane was a two uh, a two controls trainer Uh uh-huh so the bus driver pilot was was in one of the one of the uh uh, seats with controls and rachel was in the other and it was a back seat and randy was in the back seat now historically there were two witnesses to the crash don airy uh and the bus driver's wife who were standing by the bus in the process of creating the documentary my friends discovered there was a third witness there was a woman who lived next door had a ranch next door And she was out riding a horse, and she was perpendicular to the flight path. Uh Uh-huh. Saw, and the plane was low enough, and she was close enough, that she saw the lady in the front seat fall into the controls. Oh, no. And saw the guy in the back, she didn't know that guy was Randy. Right. Come over the seat and try to pull her off the controls. Oh, no. But they were already so low that when she hit the controls... Uh, She pushed the the plane in To hit the tree Hit the bus Hit the house And that was the end of that story Uh, And in fact Again I'm spewing a lot of stuff here But in fact The autopsy report for Rachel Called her 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 cause of death Was a heart attack Oh wow She didn't die from the plane crash That's wild She she died of a heart attack And uh, And fell into the controls and they were already so low. So yeah,
1: that's it, tragic.
2: Yeah, just as a little sort of quick personal note, I, I have two children. I have two girls, uh-huh. who I'm very proud of, and I've used that incident uh, to tell my girls that you do not have to go looking for bullshit. Right. Bullshit will come and find you. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and and Randy's. Passing is an example of something that should that was innocuous. Yeah, you know, we're going to just fly around the plane a little bit and have a little fun. Yeah, and they ended up dead. Yeah, Um, what a horrible tragedy! And none of the three of them could have gotten on that airplane and ever thought that that was the event. It would never have occurred to them. Right. I mean,
1: people people get in planes all the time,
2: every day. Yeah, and and uh, so. If you if you do silly stuff, buzzing a house is kind of silly, yeah. kind of silly. Don't do that, kids. Uh, and that's what happened. So I just use that to try to train my children. Just, you know, try to use a little common sense where you are. And I would say that to anybody who's listening. If you've got oh, totally. kids, you know, just, hey, think things through before you jump in. Mm-hmm. That's my sermon for the day. <laughs> yeah, we'll pass the collection plate in great. a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect it to go that direction when I brought up the Randy Rose guitar, but yeah. it, you know, it's it's, it's well, fun just, to have. You know, it's fun to talk about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty young, but it's, you he know, was it's,
2: such a decent guy yeah. and just just the I mean, just warmest guy in the yeah. world. And well, I think and, it's
0: always interesting too because you know when you think about kind of that music scene. It's always just like a stereotype across the board that either they're, you know, everybody is Ozzy Osbourne or Axl Rose, like they're these over-the-top personalities living like these wild party lives. Not, you know, in the case of Randy, like he was a old classically trained guitar player. Who, yeah,
2: that was his. Yeah, his and his contribution made it pretty, was in metal. Made it pretty, uh, pretty clear to the people around him that he actually. Um, wanted to quit and and go back to school. Interesting. uh, And and that's sort of an interesting thing, a statement about fame. Sometimes you uh, got to be careful what you ask for because you might get it. Right, right. And uh, apparently Randy, he said it to me, you know, when they went on that final tour that he just, it it had not ended up being what he thought it was going to be. Sure. And he was really more dedicated to music and wanted to go back and and study more and, and... really the life of rock stardom didn't suit him.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's supposed to suit anyone. That's yeah. kind of the idea. It's supposed to it's supposed to kill you eventually, but <laughs> well, you know, on, you know and on that
2: note, one of the, one of the, one of the guys that I worked with at Washburn was Dimebag Darrell from Pantera. Uh-huh. And we were pretty close. We did in stores all over the country and went to Australia together and did a bunch of stuff and he was just about as wild and crazy as you could get, but he was another I feel blessed to have known him because he He was, I I loved to to, to spread the gospel of Dimebag Darabah, who has this sort of mythic um, uh, legend of of wild and crazy. And he lived up to every ounce of that. He was also one of the sweetest decent guys. He would hate it if I said that, but uh, we did in stores, (laughs) you know, a lot of times famous folks. because there's a lot of um, uh, inter- uh, turbulence in their lives, right? And if they go to do a personal appearance, um, they, um, they, it, it, there's a little bit of a buffer between them and, and the people. Daryl um, had a comment, a gift, a song, a story, for every single person he ever met, huh. every single person he ever met at an in-store I was at walked away saying, I met a guy. I didn't meet a cardboard cutout right, right. with a magic marker in its hand. I actually met a guy. Uh, and and uh, I, I don't think I've ever known, and I've known a lot of people, uh, I don't think I've ever known anybody who appreciated hit their fans more than Dimebag Daryl. He... Um, he, he was He was really a wild and crazy guy, but, but thankful for the gift that he had right. that he had worked very hard for uh, but he was, he was thankful. yeah three people show up and it was supposed to be 500, he didn't throw an attitude. He made three new best friends mm-hmm. That's and if cool. 500 people showed up and he had a, an hour. He wouldn't leave until he saw every single person. If wow. if the concert was late, he didn't care. Right. I'm gonna these people came to meet me and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna greet every single yeah. one. Give them the t-shirt off my back, the beer in my hand, whatever it was. A friend of mine was just here working with me last week, John Sullivan, Sully guitarist. Oh yeah, Alice. we know Sully. So Sully just left today to go home. I, I, heard, no I way. heard though. He was yeah. he was down here. Oh. So uh, I w- we were talking about Daryl uh-huh. Dallas, you know, obviously. And, uh, and, and Sully has an Ace Fraley tattoo and was, um, was walking through a NAMM show when Daryl was still alive. And Daryl was obviously very influenced by Ace and Kiss. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sully was not even in the line to get an autograph. And Daryl yelled at him across the aisle. Hey, Ace Fraley, come here! And they they had a five-minute conversation. Cool. Then that's just how warm he was. Uh huh. Really a great guy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm rambling. Oh no, that's great.
1: I mean, we're we're so fried from being out in the sun all day. It's just like, oh, someone's steering the boat. Awesome. (laughs) Is there anything cool. that we should talk about, kind of gear-wise? Is there anything that new going on or old going on? That nah,
2: they're nah. guitars. They're, they're just, just guitars, guitars uh, at this point. Nah. <laughs> like what? No, there, the, you know, uh, the, no. Maybe we should talk about that for a second. Um, uh, there's this notion about handmade and stuff, and sure. and, and I, um, it really irritates me. Right. No, nothing's made by hand. There's a tool involved. Right. To make everything. <laughs> Now, is it a hand tool or is it a computer tool? I've made it my business to become an expert at CAD/CAM software and making things the modern way, and uh, and what that's released me to do um, is replicate things. Uh What what's happened is it's it's forced all of that back on me um, in my company. I mean, in other words. In the old days, in that eighties decade with that company uh-huh. you mentioned earlier. Right, right. I, it had gotten pretty big and I would go in the shop and I would say, I need this or that or this or that or the other and I'd come back a few days later and I would go, What is that? That was what you asked for. No. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> and but but those were it sounds horrible those were my tools the, the, those were that was how I was able to see whatever vision I had come to reality right. was the people that I was working with today it all has to live in a computer before it ever gets to the shop right. so if there's a hole in the wrong place or something doesn't fit I can't blame somebody in the shop right. it's me that makes sense that's the reason I eat meals in front of a computer Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I it it it, it you, you have to live, eat, breathe and shit this stuff. Yeah. To be good. Right. So well you have
1: to keep up too and it's like and you have to I know, <laughs> right? I don't know if the mics are picking it up, but the band just started and it's yeah. Gonna make it interesting no to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but like you have to you have to grow with the technology and you have to explore you have to find the good in it and then figure out the bad and not use the bad. Uh I mean, this stuff has been around for a while now. I think anyone who has the expectation that every guitar should be some guy with a scraper, like, scraping out his neck, like, that's not how you get a consistent product. And if you're trying to make a living, like, yeah, you can do that if you can charge a certain level per guitar, but most people aren't in that price range. Right.
2: They need something that's made well and made consistently. Correct. And I think it's... I- for consumers, for for young, for people, for people who want to buy guitars today, it's never been a better time. Right. There are, there are more great guitars on the market than ever. Oh yeah, totally. So if you if you're interested in buying a guitar, there is something that will fit your demand in the marketplace. Yeah. Hopefully, it's something I make. But
1: <laughs> I don't know how long we'll be able to talk. I can't hear anything. Now. I can't hear I'm,
2: anything. I'm, well.
1: Let's wrap this. This is great. Up. Super great to meet you. Sorry we couldn't talk more. Yeah, but yeah, it's a like blast. So. the band is blasting us out for sure. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing. Uh, you interviewed with Soli, right? Yes. I'm looking forward to listening to that. Sully's great. Yeah, this is a great podcast. And this will be up eventually, and we'll we'll get it out there. So
2: great.
0: Thank you All so right. much. Hey, you thanks, Grover. All right. Um, Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Sinusoid, as well. Uh, We've been using their cables for our demos. Uh, They're really great. Yeah. Like I said, they're doing a giveaway of their Sliver Series patch cables, one per week, every Friday. All you got to do is go to sinusoid.com slash giveaway and enter your email address. Nice. See you guys later. Later.
2: I'm okay. you. Okay.